Hi, I'm producer Kevin, and I would like to thank you for watching this week's episode. If you're blessed by this show, please consider subscribing to our channel. Once you subscribe, you'll be able to stay up to date with all our latest videos. Now let's get back to the program. We are up here on the Golan Heights, and I am here right now with my very good Israeli friend, David Tal, who's also our tour guide. We're up here with a, with a tour group, and my friend David was a IDF tank commander, a major in the IDF, and has a whole lot of experience uh, with Israel and obviously the challenges Israel has had over the years. But let's go back even, not just years, but decades. We can even go back a hundred years. Our earlier today, David, you gave us all, our, our whole group, a history lesson. We went back to the time of Dreyfus and then Theodore Herzl and the beginning of the Zionist movement. We fast forwarded from there to World War I and 1917 and the Balfour Declaration. And then you get more information on the Balfour Declaration from our website, hopeforourtimes.com. Uh, but we went from the Balfour Declaration in 1917 and uh, looking at the British mandate and, the, and World War II. And then we fast forward from World War II, actually just quickly went from there, 1947 to 1948, the history of the, uh, the, the attacks against the nation of Israel to eliminate the Jews from the land. Another attempt at a Holocaust to eliminate the Jews. Uh, that war didn't work out. Israel's established as a nation in 1948. A day after it's official, the war comes against Israel. But then we went from 1948 to 1967 when Israel wins another incredible war that you can only say was the hand of God. Uh, Israel's completely outnumbered. David, we had fantastic history. Then the 1973 Yom Kippur War, you talked about when you were a little boy in the 67 War and the 1973 Yom Kippur War and your dad going off to fight that battle. But then later on, you became that tank commander and you gave us a wonderful history lesson. But we're up here on the Golan Heights. And right now on the Golan Heights, um, there's a word that you use, balagan. Uh, what, what, what's a balagan? Well, balagan would probably be translated mix up, mess up, everything that doesn't go according to plan. And um, we're looking over the border at Syria down there, and that's one big balagan. That is, that is, that indeed is a balagan right now. Israel's had a lot of, a lot of balagans over the years, oh. coming against a lot of messes, but God has given them victory after victory after victory. And there's no other way I could explain it except the hand of God. But we look at this, so we have this balagan now, this mess. We have Russia, we have the threat of Turkey, we have Iran, we have a messed up Syria. How did we get to where we are right now? I know ISIS was there in Syria. Uh, then you have the Shiite Muslims, and it's just a, a big balagan. Well, on the whole, Syria disintegrated from inside. Um, the Arab Spring, the, the Arabs rising up and saying, we want democracy, didn't really work. And uh, a civil war that breaks out as a result of that inside Syria, Hafez uh, al-Assad and, uh, and uh, the Syrian regime firing on their own people. Um, killing thousands of their own people and trying to put down the people rise up even worse and the Syrian civil war creates a power vacuum inside Syria that attracts all of the magnets from all over the area the um, first of all the Iranians who are mm -hmm. looking for a foothold on the Mediterranean Sea Syria has become that full foothold for them uh, the Shiites even you know the the caliphate to be recreated in, in eastern Syria Everybody who's anybody has actually come into Syria and in that big hole 
the Turkish uh, regime moving in from the north trying to play a role in this and the Russians who want some kind of a, yeah. of a say in all of this. Yeah, and so we were up here at the Golan and Syria's right out there, so the Russians are there, but uh, the United States has been there also, and yet also have they been, has, has the U.S. been pulling out? Well, the U.S. has pulled out. I mean, one of the things that your president said is he's trying to pull out of the Balagan in Syria. Yeah. And uh, well, but even the former regime wasn't really playing a, a serious role. And again, America has given up messing in the in Middle East and left the playing field mostly for the Russians and the Iranians, which is causing a growing problem for us as Israelis. We're seeing Syria as becoming some kind of a staging area mm -hmm. for the worst of our enemies. And, and again, we kind of hear it coming from the north. I mean, we know that Balagan, we've kind of yeah. dealt with that a few times. Definitely a Balagan. So staging area, I think, is a perfect description of what's taking place. Because in the Bible, uh, Ezekiel chapter 38, the Bible describes the time in the last days, after the Jews have gathered back in the land of Israel. It's called the land of Israel in the Bible. So not the undisputed territory, none of that. In fact, there's a battle in Ezekiel 38 that God says is going to happen on the mountains of Israel, not the mountains of Syria, as the UN likes to say, or Russia likes to say, hmm. but the mountains of Israel, which is what Trump recently recognized. These are the mountains of Israel. They belong to Israel. God said that in Ezekiel chapter 38, but this battle would take place when the Jews are back in the land. They're in the nation again uh, that God had originally given them. And, and so we're standing here. We're actually in a bunker. The, but, but again, going back to the Balagan, this is what Ezekiel 38 says. Russia would be coming against Israel. Persia, which is modern-day Iran. Turkey is going to be coming against Israel. The, the staging area is what's known, what we call Syria. Syria uh, is not what it once was. But in fact, the Bible doesn't say Syria is coming against Israel uh, because Syria, when you look at it now, for all practical purposes, it doesn't exist the way it used to, but all the other nations will be there. But Russia, Persia, uh, Turkey, they've never gotten along throughout the history of the world. God says it will happen in the last days, but right now it's They're a whole... They're all shaking hands. They're remarkable. in Syria. And uh, it's become a, uh, how do you say, uh, a cooperation between these three powers and the Shiite element of the Middle mm -hmm. East in the war that's going on between the Shiites and the Sunnis. And again, Syria has become the main, how do you say, staging area. Yeah. It's not by chance that ISIS set up shop there. It's not by chance that al-Baghdadi thought that Syria was going to be the place where he was going to have his little fiefdom. And again, we're seeing more and more events kind of centering in Syria. It's just a matter of time waiting to see. And very quietly, Israel's been going in there trying to take out Iranian assets under the Russian nose. And that's been a, a, a more serious problem. All of the explosive materials there. Mm -hmm. The only thing missing right now is a match. And we're hoping it's not going to happen in the near yeah. future. A, a match and, and uh, don't know when this match is going to be lit. But we do, I do know this, in fact, you have, I know it because of you. <laughs> But uh, uh, the Israeli planes have been going out and taking out targeted areas within Syria, Iranian uh, missile targets. Uh, targets. And, and, and they have to fly, uh, they have to be able to get past the Russian cover that Iran has. And there's different political things there. Some are saying the Russians are letting the Israelis do that. Uh, some aren't, but nevertheless, 
the Israelis got to get in there and, and take care of business. Iranian assets are blowing up mysteriously in Syria. So, I mean, the Russians do have anti-aircraft systems in place there. They are threatening to use them, but so far Israel has been managing to get in there. I'm not sure how the, how do you say, the cooperation or the semi-cooperation is happening between Israel and the Russians. We think that Benjamin Netanyahu has reached an agreement with the Syrians, what the Syrian, with the uh, Russians, what the Russians will allow inside Syria and what the Russians will not allow. But again, what I'm seeing is a growing tension inside mm -hmm. Syria that might explode at any, at any moment. Yeah, the, the, is massive tension. The Iranians have built a road going all the way to the Mediterranean, is that correct? Um, built a road and uh, actually according to some of the, uh, the news reports are building a harbor or will have wow. access to a harbor on the Mediterranean Sea. I don't know if you understand, that means Iran will have access to Italy, Rome, Spain, France and everything else. I don't know if all of Europe understands how oh, problematic this whole thing be. this whole thing really is. But again, I find it so incredible because none of these nations got along in, in the history in the of past. the world. Persia, throughout the biblical history and actually secular history, has always been friendly with Israel, yet, according to the Bible, in the last days after the Jews are back in the land, that at that time, Persia, aka Iran, will come against Israel. And we live in a time where it's, it's actually happening. Iran is against Israel, at least the, the, the leaders of Iran are. They want, to, they, want to, they want another Holocaust. They want to eliminate the Jews from the land. Well, they believe that they should be leading the Muslim world. The Shiites on the whole believe they should be leading the Muslim world and the Muslims should be leading the world. So Persia, Iran sees itself as some kind of world leader, world instigator, and the main adversary of Iran in the Middle East today is Israel. But they're not saying that Israel is the problem because they're saying the main adversary is the United States. Israel is a yeah. little Satan. You guys are the big Satan. The big Satan yeah. So, I mean, the only difference is that they have to get through us in order to get to you. That's part of what we're going to be talking about, yeah. I think, in the years to come. Yeah, the, the just remarkable events are taking place here. When I think of it, again, Syria is right over there. And when I think of that, the Bible also says in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 7, it teaches that Russia would be a guard for all the troops. In other words, they would be a guard for the Iranians. They'd be a guard for the troops of uh, Turkey that are going to be coming against Israel. And that is what Russia is actually acting as right now, is a guard in the staging area of Syria as we're up here speaking. That's well, taking only, place. Not only Syria, I find it interesting. We just read a couple of articles that Russia is selling anti-aircraft missile systems to the Syrians, to the Turks, and to the Iranians. And the only reason for that is to hold off forces either from the United States or from us. So they are literally guarding Syrian airspace today. That's just that's so remarkable how detailed God's word is. And I know many, uh, Netanyahu from what I've heard, he understands that passage in Ezekiel 38. Many uh, Jews in Israel understand, listen, this is a biblical passage for the last days regarding the Jews in the last days. Uh, but the Bible also teaches this, that when this battle happens, the Ezekiel 38 battle, that Russia and all the troops with them are going to descend on Israel, on the mountains of Israel, they're going to descend like a cloud. However, the great news is Ezekiel 39, God eliminates this army. He eliminates the threat. It's a miraculous event. So miraculous is it that the Jews in Israel look up and they praise the name of God. They praise the name of the Lord. And I, and I think, man, this is so cool. Uh, it's at a time when the Jews 
won't be able to say, look at how strong we are and how smart we are. We defeated the enemy. It'll be, no, God has done this for us. And, and David, I, I find that so just, uh, that is awesome because it's coming and that victory is going to be there. It's scary for us, though. It is We're scary. Right smack in the yeah. middle of all of this. It is scary. And this is the reality of it. When you look at a lot of the last day's events, keep this in mind. The Bible is very specific to the city of Jerusalem and the land of Israel and the Jewish people. In fact, the Bible is Jewish. The Old Testament and New Testament are both Jewish books. So if you want to understand how events are going to unfold, you need to understand what the Bible has to say specifically regarding the Jews and the land of Israel. But it's frightening for the Jews who live here. At the same time, I do know this that salvation is coming to the land of Israel and I look at this and what's something I look at Psalm I think it's Psalm 122 verse 6 where God says pray what's he say pray for what pray for the peace of Jerusalem pray for the peace of Jerusalem peace and and again yeah. I don't know if it's not the Prince of Peace himself yeah but what we see growing on our borders is very scary for yeah. Israel and it's not getting better it's getting worse yeah you live in a rough neighborhood beautiful and beautiful people it is it is a rough neighborhood but david is so fantastic i love coming to wow. the the land of israel this is god's land the, the land of zion in fact repeatedly throughout the bible god calls it zion people say theodore herzl and all these other people are zionists and zionist now is a bad term but god is the original zionist and i'm proud to say that i am a christian zionist and uh and and i know that that uh, i what's coming ultimately is the lord is going to rule and reign from jerusalem and i and and that that is what we look forward to but the events between now and then we need to pray because there's tough things that are that are out there that are a threat right now we're going to be dealing with it uh, as it comes uh, just a word about zionism zionism is the modern political movement that actually reflects the fulfillment of those prophecies yeah. So when people say Zionist is something problematic, it means that we're coming back. Yeah. And maybe that's oh. part of it. Oh, it does. Not only that, but check this out. In the Bible, the Bible speaks not just of anti-Semitism, where the Jews would be a byword in the land where they are. However, in the last days, there would be an anti-Zionist movement. Uh, because in, the in Zechariah chapter 12, the people... They're coming against. They'll come against the land of Israel and the Jews gathering back to the land of Israel. That's an anti-Zionist movement. Totally. That is what we are and watching we're right now. We're seeing more and more of it going on as we speak. We are, but this is all prophetic, so we know that the Lord is in control. And uh, and uh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Well, which leads me to ask people over there who read the Bible and take the Bible seriously, what side do you think you should be on, and what side of this war should you be taking apart? And maybe that's a question we'll need to answer as we go along. Amen. Thank you very much, David. And thank you. Listen, we're going to be back with more YouTube postings. God bless. Thanks for watching and being a part of this week's program. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, HopeForOurTimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date and well-informed about the times we're living in. God bless, and we'll see you next time.